host Brenna Gatimo. Man, it has been um, a busy couple of weeks and I am trying to play catch up. Like there's so much that I've gone um, and done in the last three weeks and then trying to get everything ready that I was like, yeah, I'm going to still do this. Like it'll be fine. And sometimes you just like bite off way more than you can chew and then you're stuck trying to pick and choose and prioritize what's what. So had to press pause for a minute for my own sanity um, with this podcast, but you know, it is what it is. I always tell people like, you know, my kids and my family will always come first. And if there's things going on and we just got to do, then all the extracurriculars just kind of have to put a pin in it for a minute. So here we are. I think the last time we were talking about a parenting episode, we're going to get back to that. I just figure, let's catch up. Let's see what's going on and where we are at with things. And there goes that first interruption. I'm over here giggling because I really try to record these things live. And so you will hear me. Um, and when I say live, my definition is, is like with no interruptions. So you'll hear door slamming, kids going, today it's the wind. I was noticing that I could pick up the wind blowing here in Wyoming and it's like blowing and you can hear it through the microphone. I was like, oh my gosh. And then my three-year-old walks in and that's always fun. So anyways, that's what I mean by live. Like I'm not, I don't have a studio. I don't have like anything one day though. One day it'll happen. Um, but so I just try to like do this as live so that way it's not scripted, it's not anything. You're just getting what's going through my mind and my brain um, as freely as possible. So I was just giggling as my three year old's supposed to be taking a nap, and he's part of the big thing like you would be hearing him screaming in the background and throwing a fit if I did not do this during his nap time or bedtime or early, early in the morning, which is my goal from this point forward is to do recordings as early as possible. So that way I don't have any of the interruptions. And, um, cause my two older boys were in here earlier and they were like messing around with my microphone and my headphones and thinking this stuff was so cool, which it totally is. I geek out on it as well too. But, um, then I was like, Hey, you guys gotta go. Why? We want to watch. And I'm like, no, you're going to distract me. Get out of here. I've been giggling because I can hear them, you know, doing all the things. So anyways, let's back up a couple of weeks. So we were talking about parenting and there was like some stuff that had come up with my son. Um, We uh, talked about how there's going to be a part two, which is still coming. Um, I just have so much information to fill everybody in on and to, um, just kind of let out what it is that I've been processing and then as well as learning and then processing again. So this is what happens to me where my brain, I get so much information thrown at me, like boom, 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 boom. And then I have to sit back and just wait and process and then wait and process some more. So several weeks ago, I leave June 18th for, um, a conscious discipline training and if y'all have not heard of conscious discipline, you need to look it up. It is absolutely phenomenal. So it's a system that people will utilize 
in their classrooms at the schools, but it's also something that you can utilize in your own home and taking pieces of it and implementing it. And so really it's just this, how I explain it is, is it's like everything you do in parenting comes from you. So you're the one that has to be regulated. You're the one that has to maintain your emotions. You're the one that has to be aware of your responses and how things, how things trigger you. And so a lot of the time you will see parents or even myself. So let me just not talk about parents, but I'll just talk about myself. But, um, like there's certain things like this morning my child is on one of the iPads and they are allowed as long as it's monitored because they choose to make things not choose to make things but like they just choose to do things that don't necessarily make sense (laughs) and not very good choices and so I'm sitting there eating breakfast I'm sitting right next to him and he puts water in his mouth And he decides that spraying it all over the tablet is the great thing to do. So natural consequence, my voice went all the way up, like all the way up. And then I was like, whoop, got to tone in, whoop, chick, 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 go all the way back down. And I said, you are no longer able to use this tablet for today until you can show me that you can utilize this at the expectations that are set forth for you. I grab the tablet and I clean it up and I set it off and one of the boys, the other two boys were arguing and they said, if you can utilize this at the expectations set forth, then you can utilize this tablet so you guys are no longer fighting. And so he comes over and grabs a tablet and my littlest one is like, what in the world are you doing? So backtrack, my big reaction, and that's what conscious conscious discipline talks about is being conscious about yourself, but also being conscious and aware of the kids that you're, you're, you're working with or parenting or teaching or whatever. And so they get into this big thing about brain states and all of this stuff. So it's like a counselor's dream curriculum and process and I mean whatever the words you want to use with it it's like it's every it's like every counselor's dream of like if everybody was more consciously aware of themselves and consciously aware in their parenting like what difference would it make so that's what the conference was and it was a seven day long conference I was with four other colleagues it was absolutely incredible like changing up the game figuring things out for you know, how am I going to implement this? And like, even more so like our school's been doing this implementation process for the last three years. And, um, it's been two years for myself. This is my third year coming up starting in September. And, um, you know, just how to, how to implement all this, how, like how to build my, my skills and my tools and my toolbox and like, you know, all these things. And so, um, you go to this big long training and you're, you know, down there listening to this eight to five, like multiple days, you know, filling all the stuff, having this stuff utilized on you. And it's, some of it feels a little hokey and kooky, but uh, for the most part, it's, you know, like you take the basics and the base of what conscious discipline is and put your own spin on it, you know? Um, Instead of the silly, crazy songs, you find other songs and put words that are applicable to the kids and all the stuff. But it's um, the basis is, is about community and family and um, 
you know, just creating that school family. So you have your own family, but there's disconnect that can happen within a family. And so, you know, how to create those bonds and those relationships and connect with your kids, but then also understanding that you have these three brain states, which are executive, emotional, and survival. And um, survival talks about like your your fight, flight, or freeze things. Um, you know, when a child is in this or even adult, they're, they're nonverbal, you know, they are everything about sur- when they're in survival is about their safety um, for kids. And so emotional is when you're, you have eye contact, but they're, and they're also verbal, like, I hate you, you suck, you know, like all the little things that the kids can do verbally, um, is their emotional state and executive is your normal level. So how I explain this to kids at my school is like flipping the lid. So you make a fist and tuck your thumb in when you have a fist, you're in your executive state. That's where all the learning and the logic and, um, you know, the consciousness, like just all the stuff, like you're ready to learn, you're ready to rock, you're, you're list actively listening, you know, all of those things. Then you flip your fingers up and your thumb is still, still across your palm and you have, that's what you call emotional. And then when you, when your thumb flips out and you are in a perfect high five stance, that's when you've flipped your lid and you were in survival state. So you have to figure out when a child is in survival state, they're nonverbal, they are physically acting out. You have to get them to verbal, which is the emotional state. And you have to wait for eye contact because anytime they're doing something, they're not hearing what you're saying. And you can scream and you can yell and all that's going to do is send. So a child is never at a higher state than than an adult is. So a child can start off like if I approach my kid from emotion from from my emotional state and they're an executive, they will quickly mirror my my emotional state. And then my emotional state will then spiral them all the way down to survival because how I act and behave really dictates how my kids um, act and behave. So it goes, I mean, that's like a very short synopsis of, of what conscious discipline is, but I love it because of my training and my background as a counselor and you're working with people and parents and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if more people were implementing this and utilizing it to its max capacity, like it would just be this most incredible thing ever and blah, 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 blah. And you know, so anyways, it's, it's, um, it was a lot. And then to have the exposure that I've had over the last two years of this information, And then I'm sitting there with other teachers and listening to them and thinking about how can I take this one step further? So then it's like putting it back into the the career thing. And so I came home. This is a very funny story. And I love telling this story right now because it's just epic. I just wanted to see if this, this would work. So tattletaling as a parent with kids from age, you know, three till Oh, I want to say seven, maybe a little bit higher than that, eight, but really it's, I think it's three to seven. Tattletailing is like this big thing and teachers face this stuff at schools too. 
a tattletale. So-and-so did this. Jimmy Bob hit me. Jimmy Bob hit Maria. And like, you know, just all the things, right? So I have my middle child who is the informant. And he will inform you of everything and everything. Like, I mean, he flat will will tell on my to like tell on my husband to me, or vice versa. He'll tell my husband. And and sometimes it's like these crazy stories. Like one of the one of the times, he was like, "Mommy, mommy cooks. Oh yeah, what does she cook? Salad in the microwave. What the heck are you talking about?" Um, so you know, it's just these funny, funny like things. So fast forward we come I come back from from the trip I got really really ill oh my gosh I was so sick for 48 hours I could not consume anything it was crazy um and so I you know the kids were kind of running rampant and then I I come 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 to and I'm coming back out of it and I'm feeling a little bit better and um James comes running up to me and he says mommy 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 Malcolm you know, Malcolm, blah, 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 blah. And I looked at him and I said, are you being helpful or hurtful? So what he was telling me and sharing with me was something that was not that big of a deal, but he wanted to get Malcolm in trouble. So he comes and, 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 and tells on him tattling. And I'm like, Okay, so I loved this statement because that was something that they had stated, like tattling. This is that remark. Are you, are you telling me to be helpful or are you telling me to be hurtful? Because if they're telling me to be helpful, it's a safety issue. So-and-so is being unsafe. You need to help. Great, I'm going to come help. That's not help. That's not tattling. But when somebody is tattling and they're just telling you what so-and-so is doing, it means that they're being hurtful. So... <laughs> there he is again. So you hear, let's see what he does. Well, hi, Killian. I thought you were supposed to be napping, dude. I thought you were supposed to be napping. I don't take a nap. No, you haven't taken a nap. I don't No. All right, y'all. I'll pause. I'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. And you'll probably hear him screaming in the background, so... Anywho, um, James tells me the thing about Malcolm and I'm looking at him and I'm already like knowing, but I'm like, okay, I want to test the waters. Like, let's see how this actually works. So I ask him, he comes in and he tells me, mommy, 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 Malcolm, blah, 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 blah. So I said, James, are you being helpful right now or hurtful? And he looks at me, he says, hurtful. Wait. No, helpful. And I start busting up laughing. And I looked at James and I said, you are being hurtful. What, what, is your, what is your hope? By you telling me what Malcolm is doing, what is your hope for? Well, I don't know. I said, are you wanting him to receive a consequence? Yes. That's what mommy means by being hurtful you're being hurtful because you're wanting a specific outcome from him and he you know you could see it in his little brain he's sitting there and he's thinking about it and he's like oh man like yeah i am i am being a little you know wanting him to get hurt so then we fast forward another day comes and goes and he's sitting there with us and he says 
running. Malcolm, Malcolm's doing this. And I look at James and I said again, are you being helpful or hurtful? And James looks at me and he says, I'm being helpful. But of course, as a parent, you know, you know your kids' looks and you know the thing. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you smart little turkey. So then I take it one step further and I ask James, is Malcolm being unsafe? What? And I said, is Malcolm making unsafe choices? Uh, Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I said, well, Bubba, like if he's being unsafe, then yes, mommy and daddy need to know. If you're telling on him because you want him to be in trouble, then that's you being hurtful again. So, you know, as time goes on, like you explain the, you know, the stuff to your kids, like what it means and you break it down for them to understand. And eventually like they start like to figure it out. Right. So I just, I I just had to giggle though, because I'm sitting here and I'm listening to these people and I'm like, Ooh, I love that statement. I wonder how that's going to impact. So if there's one thing that I change in my household, it's going to be that language because if they're, if they're tattling at home, you know, they're tattling at daycare and you know, they're tattling, they're going to tattle at school when they go to school as well too. And it's, it's like this big web of thing that tattling is the whole thing, but they need to think with their own self. Like, is this something that I need to tell on or am I just upset about what this person's doing? So Needless to say, it's been very, very interesting and very hilarious. And I have like really had to check myself and I came home and I talked with my husband. Hey, um, there's going to be some beneficial stuff from this. I really think that we, you know, need to, you know, take a look at this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he, um, he was like, yeah, okay. And everybody, and this is just makes make, makes me laugh, but everybody is so gung-ho about trying things until you're in the moment and somebody goes to say, hey, I think you need to take some, take a couple deep breaths. Oh, Lord, I tell you, I never in a million years like would have thought that if anybody could have death glared me and be dead right on the spot and then bring me back to life to kill me all over again, that look the look my husband gave me when I told him that because he was I don't like I can't even remember what the exact situation was but he just like super reactive and super charged and ready to fight and the next thing you know I lean over to him and I'm like I think you need to, you know take a couple deep breaths and he was like Oh, he waited until we got into the room by herself and he was like, you're over here telling me blah, blah, blah. And I said, I did not tell you to calm down. And he goes, yes, you did. I said, no, I, I said that I think it would be best if, if you took a couple of deep breaths. That's the same thing. I said, but is it? Because calm down is like a directive like you need to calm down and and it's it's this big like umbrella arch of things like you don't actually just calm down like what do you mean um when somebody says calm down calm down is like one of those things like um when somebody's calling you crazy nobody calling you crazy you know i think of like the kids who have been on a kick with hancock of call me crazy one more time cuckoo (laughs) the reaction that he had but I'm just like I never once told you to calm down because that's that to me doesn't make sense you know I'm just asking you to take a step back 
take a minute, recognize where you're at. And when you're breathing, it causes you to do that. Take a couple of deep breaths. And I said, I'm not telling you that you're doing anything wrong. I'm not telling you that whatever. I'm just telling you, just informing you that your reaction is higher and the kids are going, their reactions are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and they are falling down that sl- that slippery slope of whatever. I said, and there's going to be times where you're going to have to do the same thing to me. I said, we are on the same team. And we will forever be on the same team when it comes to parenting these kids. But with parenting comes feedback because your strengths are not my strengths and your weaknesses are not my weaknesses and vice versa. That's why we balance each other out so nicely. Everybody needs to grow. No matter where you're at in your life, no matter what you're doing, there is an area or areas that you're needing growth. And so I was, man, that was a week of fuel in myself. And then it was another week um, of, well, coming home and getting over my cold um, and recuperating. So focusing on my health and then another week of, of truly like, oh my gosh, I like processing all these things and these ideas and what I want to do. And oh my gosh, look at this, look at that. Wah! You know, all these fun things. And that, mm, excuse me, um, I left again. So the first one, um, conscious discipline was in Melbourne, Florida. And oh, I was in heaven, y'all. I really like Wyoming is so beautiful and the life here is so beautiful and peaceful. And um, I, a lot of people who come from uh, um, bigger cities will call you Wyoming utopia. And they really just like soak in and absorb everything. And it's, there's just this calmness to it. And, um, but the weather you, 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 some people who are like, oh yeah, we love it. And then they experience their first winter and they're like, oh, this is not for me. It is rough. Like, it's just one of those things. Like you just, the weather here would be so fine if it was not for the wind. So the wind makes you or breaks you. And, um, since going through cancer treatment, my body has shifted and changed. And when we went to Mexico in October, I loved the heat and the humidity. It was amazing. My body was so happy and I was happy and all this stuff. And so I go down to Florida in June and it's like 90% humidity and 98 degrees outside. And everybody's like, I'm miserable. And I'm going, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, I went outside and I walked three miles down to a restaurant and back three, a little over three miles, like 3.2 or something like that. And I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I didn't break out into a sweat. I was go like so golden, so perfect. Um, then I then I fast forward and I go to Austin, Texas, on another work trip, and got the opportunity to go do um, the ASCA conference, which is for school counselors and. Um, all these different sessions and all this stuff and you get to mingle and like meet and chat and you know be informed and there's like one time is never enough because you do not capture anything you could literally pick 
what your focus wants to be on and pick the classes that you want to go to. And then next year, your focus can shift to something else. And then you're going to catch every single class. And then the next year, you're going to grasp onto this and then uh, go on. I mean, you could pick a different topic every single year. And that's what like you, you will have a million different choices. I over-exaggerate, but you know, you're going to have several options and you could pick an entire track of four days worth of growth and you will have a course, multiple courses each day to like focus on that. It is absolutely phenomenal, just phenomenal. And so, um, I went and we were trying to focus on the aspect of like what is going to be best to bring back to the cohort um, and how can we do that and, you know, figure out all these things. Right. So we um, there was three of us and we kind of divided and talked about the different things. And then there was stuff that we were like, dang it, we should have like focused on the in-person ones rather than the virtual ones and take the virtual ones back to the entire cohort. You know, so you think about these things that could that could go and 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 change and figure out right so um it's part of that process but there was just so much there like there was just so much affirmation of like yes you're on the right track yes you're doing exactly what you do like a really big habit that we have in Wyoming is like stating how Wyoming is so behind the times and I really like want to challenge and change that Wyoming is not behind the times um Wyoming is Wyoming this is Wyoming culture you know and we take on things when we are ready to take on things and we address things when we are ready to address things and people want us to be so progressive but I think that people forget that we are very progressive we're just not a state where we advertise all of the crazy progressiveness that goes on within within our our state and um and I, I'll give this example, like we always state like, Wyoming's so far behind all this stuff. And yet here we are at schools that are implementing the number one, like evidence-based thing that you could do in your school as conscious discipline. And there are multiple schools in just an Entrona County school district that is utilizing this. This is the number one best thing to address behavior within your school is utilizing conscious discipline. And I was like, dang, I sat in a room with several hundred people that were all looking around to see who was it that was shaking their head about conscious discipline. I was the one and only person and I'm from Wyoming. I met somebody from New York and I was like, you don't know what conscious discipline is? And he's like, no, tell me more about it. And I was like, oh man, can you use it in a high school setting? I'm like, absolutely. You may have to like tweak the way that the delivery is for the high school students, but you could absolutely utilize this at any stage, any stage throughout school. And they were like, wow, you know, tell me more about this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just think you need to go onto the res- like the resource page, their website and read for yourself, do the virtual thing to expose yourself to it and then move forward and see if this is something that your school's wanting to do. But like, we are not that far behind. We really aren't. Um, the thing that is struggling is when, and this is with any business, when you go to implement something you love, the way that this looks and the way that it's going, and you're like, yeah, gung-ho, and then the implementation process takes way longer, 
than what you originally thought. Then you have the resistant staff members and the people that slow down the progress and people lose heart and people lose faith in it instead of continuing to do things with fidelity and pushing through the resistance and pushing through the slowness and having the patience to know that the other side, what's the bigger picture? We have to get to the other side. It's the same reason why people who start businesses are like, oh my God, it's so hard. Well, you're damn right, it's hard. It takes two to five years and sometimes even longer than that for you to pursue and you have to put your head down and fight against the naysayers and fight against through the rejections and go through the sea of all of the stuff to get to the other side and even then sometimes it's a fail but you're going to experience more failures than you are successes and then you're going to weed out those individuals who are so resistant that this philosophy is not just for them great that's wonderful go find what philosophy works for you and we welcome those that want to share in this philosophy and continue to move forward it ain't personal it ain't nothing else it just it just is what it is so go you know i it just so much like there's just so much on my brain of like all of these things um that have been going on like all of the stuff that I've been learning about the things that I've been you know um wanting to implement and do and and then the things that I'm doing here at the house and then there's been more parenting things and and um it's coming it's coming. I can see it. The my my brain is like drawing down these questions. Um, there's going to be a group chat from many different moms, different backgrounds. Um, I may even throw my husband into it, and even you know see if there's another gentleman um, that wants to come in and like chat about this because I think it's vital. There's 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 no right way. There's a lot of like ways that I can't even say that there's no right way and there's no wrong way, but like I would definitely state that they, you know, um, abusing your kids is definitely not the path to be going down. Um, And people choose to do that every day with their kids, man. And it is heart wrenching and the, the trauma and the emotional, the emotionalness of what happens with that is just you know, some people were like, just say it, Brenna. It's absolutely wrong. And I'm like, for me, it's wrong. For somebody else, that could be the only thing they know is that. And so parenting is a generational thing. It's a cyclical thing. It's, it's all of these things. And it is, it's rough. And we all make mistakes. I should have never have talked to my three-year-old this morning in that tone, but it was the panic of, Oh my God, that thing is worth so much freaking money. Ah, don't do that. You know, and he just, I mean, instant panic mode, like, oh God, mommy's mad. And he wouldn't look at me and he's like shut down. And I was just like, whoa. And then my brain kicked in and I took a couple of deep breaths. And then I looked at him and I stated, no, you will not do that you know, and go about it and explain it in little kid terms. And you figure, you know, you figure it out from there. But boy, I tell you what, man, there are moments, there are moments. And there are people that talk about coming from screaming parent households and, you know, big explosiveness, you know, and it's, it's the, the, the way that they feel about themselves later in life. It's just, 
I don't, I don't know. Like it's just, there's just a lot, there's a lot there and we are responsible for these incredible human beings and these conversations are super important. And so there's just been a lot of growth and will be continued growth for myself. And I have not forgotten about this beautiful podcast because I so wholeheartedly believe in it. Um, and sharing and sharing my story and sharing my knowledge and sharing, um, what I've learned, um, sharing the daily struggles because <laughs> they are daily and sometimes there's multiple struggles but you know you you just you learn and you continue to learn I am not a finance guru um there's things about that that I'm trying to figure out and learn as well too I am not somebody who understands all the things for political stuff um there's things I gotta learn and understand about that too but when I have a question I go seeking the answer I just don't hear something and I'm like, Oh, what the heck? Like, Oh, that must be so true. We don't actually know that you don't actually know that you got to seek it out and figure it out for yourself and educate yourself about those things before you go rattling off whatever this is, you know, one experience does not mean that that experience then is that experience for everything. Um, and, and then some hot topics. So just, I've continued my my reading and challenging. There was things that, um, topics that were talked about at ASCA that I was like, Ooh, you know, that I call it that like internal clenching, like, Oh God, my gut. Oh God, this, Oh no, not this again. And, um, there's room for growth there, room for education, room for understanding. Why am I having that, that reaction? And I, you know, have work to do just like every human being does, but I will always, always approach everything I do fr from love and wanting to accept and wanting to find that acceptance piece. I was going to say understanding, but it's not about that because truth be told, somebody else looking at me can accept that my journey through cancer was just that my journey, but they will never understand the pain and suffering that goes into surviving cancer treatment and the aftermath of, of all of those things. So it just is what it is. So acceptance I'll stick by that. So anyways, good people. I hope you all are having a fabulous summer. Um, it's been very beautiful and wonderful in Wyoming. It's been very hot lately, um, but nothing compares to that heat in Austin. OMG. My husband was talking to me. He was like, yeah, it's 95 degrees here. It's so freaking hot. I'm like, dude, I'm sitting outside at 530 at night. It is 105 degrees. I'm like, no. And it's dry. It was dry heat. I was like, give me some humidity. Maybe this would have been a little bit better and easier for me to swallow. And then my husband was like, well, you got to think about it, Brenna. It's only three months out of the year that they have heat like that. Ooh, fair point. Fair point. Wonder what their winters are like. Hmm, definitely not in the negatives like it can be in Wyoming. So anywho, oh, I blabber on and go off on tangents, don't mind me. But um, be wonderfully you. Be mindfully you. Be mindful in how you're parenting and how your reactions dictate things for those around you. And it's not just the kids, man. It's it's your reactions play a lot in the work environment as well, too. If 
you're super reactive, you're going to be people are going to be mirroring your reactiveness, and that is a vital thing. You've got to be conscious about what's going on internally for yourself. So be mindful of you. Stay that way. Work on it. It's an everyday thing, and that's all right. And we will catch you on the next one. Stay tuned. You probably never saw it coming Something's gotta give So I give up you by Francesca Battistilli Telly. Oh, I always butcher her name. I absolutely love her music. That was from the song The Breakup Song. And you should check it out. It's pretty good. See y'all next time.